Welcome home, friends. This is Pastor David, and you are listening to the Community Life Podcast. We pray this message is an encouragement to help build your faith and focus your life toward Jesus in His way. We also hope that this podcast is an open door of invitation for you to come and see what God is up to here at Community Life. So plan a visit. We'd love to meet you in person. Lastly, if this is your church home or you'd like to partner with us financially, you can do so by visiting madeforcommunity.com forward slash give. Thanks for listening. I'm singling out because you're amazing and I love you. Thank you. Okay, so we're starting an emphasis for March on the practice of hospitality, and we're calling it Open Doors. Open Doors. And we're going to spend March talking about hospitality, about being a church, or like we heard Danny speak just a moment ago up here from the scriptures, that a house, that God is building a home, and that's us, so that we would be a house with open doors for the family of God to gather and the community around us to discover. That we would be a house with open doors for the community of God, the family of God to gather together like we are right now, but also the community at large, the world outside these doors to come and discover. And we're gonna park there in hospitality for two primary reasons. Number one, on a broad scale, it's because God commands us to. God commands us to practice hospitality. We just heard it a moment ago from Katie. Always be eager to practice hospitality. In Hebrews 13, it says, don't forget to show hospitality to strangers. In 1 Peter 4, it says, show hospitality to one another without grumbling. Buy those Band-Aids without grumbling. God wants us to be a people that welcome well. Amen. That welcome well and, and open doors. Why? Because our God is building a home. Because our God is building a home where the lost can be found and the found can be free. This is God's heart for his house and his family seen through the life and the invitation of Jesus. And it doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter how far you've gone. It doesn't matter what you know or what you don't know. It doesn't matter how good you've been, how many Sunday school stars you got. It doesn't matter. God just wants you. God just wants you and all of humanity to come home and he'll work out the details when you get there. He'll work out the details. So that's first, we practice hospitality because it's the culture of heaven and it's the way of Jesus. And because God said so, that's the end right there. Because God said so. Now second, a bit more focused, we are committing to the formation of hospitality here in the month of March because I believe with my, my whole heart, I believe with my whole heart that God is preparing a great harvest of faith and we need to be ready. God is preparing a great harvest of faith and we need to be ready. Jesus says in Luke chapter 10 that the harvest is great, but the workers are few. So pray to the Lord of the harvest, the Lord who is in charge. Ask him to send more workers. And y'all, that's us. That's us. For the past two years, we owned, haven't we? We have been breaking the soil and we have been planting seeds and pulling weeds as God refines us. Planting seeds and pulling weeds as God carried us through this absolutely insane time in human history. A time that has built our faith 
It's a time that has grown us as a community and built our faith, but it's also left the observing world searching for answers. And believe it or not, this is really good news. This is really good news because, friends, I am absolutely convinced that this wondering, seeking, I'm going to say pre-Christian world, pre-Christian world is way more open than ever to the promises of God. They just don't know it yet. They are far more open than ever to hear the reason for the hope that you have. The hope that you have. Why? Because they've tried everything else. They've tried everything else and it didn't work. Man, we live in a world, and you know this because you've lived here. We live in a world that has chased meaning to the end of the road and all we find is a dead end. We live in a world where we've explored all sorts of ways to satisfy the longings in our soul and to find purpose. But again, all we found was life alone together where the promises of the good life now are crumbling under the weight of a pandemic. They're crumbling. These promises from the world for what would satisfy, they're crumbling under the weight of politic and war and fear and consumerism and $6 gas. You know what I'm saying? It's, it hurts me. I tell you, it hurts me. But this is our reality. This is our reality, and God has placed us here and carried us through for such a time as this, and so we need to be ready. We need to be ready. This is number two. We need to be ready. Our house needs to be in order to welcome whoever might walk through these doors, whoever might come through these doors, because they're coming. God is doing the work. God is building a home. God is doing all the heavy lifting to call the world back to himself, but he wants to use us he wants to use us as his house to hold the door. God is calling the world home, but he wants to use us to hold the door. And that's what March is all about, the practice of welcoming, the practice of hospitality and what it looks like for us to thoughtfully open doors for the church to gather and for the community, for the world to discover what it means to be alive. So all that said, with the rest of our time today, um, I'd like to spend time just creating a bit of a framework for how this culture of hospitality will play out here. Because like it or not, we all, we all have different ways to welcome, right? We all have different experiences and preferences based on our, our comfort levels, the things that we like, the things we don't. And so it's vital for us that we create a constant for what, a constant for how we will show hospitality. Not just what we'll do, but who will be along the way. And so if you're taking notes for this first week, I'd like to call the message, the first step of this toward hospitality, I'd like to call it, the door is always open. The door is always open. And I experienced an open door, I'm sure you have too, of just amazing hospitality. I've experienced an open door um, that really overwhelmed me um, a couple years ago. I went on a vision trip with a group called Compassion International. Does anyone know Compassion International? I went on a vision trip to the Dominican Republic with them and a group of pastors, and we went down there to see what they were up to. And Compassion, if you aren't aware, is this amazing movement that helps feed kids that don't have any food in the third world. 
And when we got down there, I actually asked him, because I was like, man, this is such an amazing, compelling uh, mission of God that you're stepping into. And I asked, you know, so, so is it just food or like, do you handle adoptions, international adoption, any of that stuff? And, um, and they said, no, we, we just focus on food. I said, okay, cool. Why do you focus on it? He said, because the leading cause of child abandonment is because the father doesn't feel like they can provide for their kids. And so they'll actually send the kids to, uh, away so that the kids can eat because they can't provide. And so compassion's whole purpose is to keep the family together. Because if you provide food for the family, the family stays together. It was absolutely amazing. And so anyway, we, we get there and um, invited on this trip to see if we might want to partner with them and help sponsor some of these families to make sure that they had the food to eat. And while we were there, we went all over, all over this area to see the different locations. But the last day we were there, we hopped on a bus and we made our way out of Santo Domingo, Dominican Republic, to this rural village uh, where we would meet some of the families. And I actually have a picture of kind of like this moment. Uh, it should be up there. Yeah. The dog was very friendly, by the way. But it was rural, y'all. Dirt roads, tin roofs. These folks built their homes out of whatever they could find to keep the wind and the rain out. They had so little. And yet, I don't know if I've ever experienced such an overwhelming welcome in my life. One family in particular, the mother saw us and said, come in, come in. She saw us, she's like, hey, come on, come on over. And she opens the door, open doors. She opened the door and set up this small living room for us to sit on. And, and from there, she went into a back room. She saw that we were pretty hot because it was real warm. And so she, she went in the back room and emerged with a tray like this, full of glasses with ice and grape soda. And I remember looking around thinking like, where in the world did she find ice, right? Seriously, I was thinking like, where did the ice come from? There's no freezers, there's no ice makers, there's no coolers around, where, it doesn't matter. But here it is, it's in front of us. And, and she walked around with the sparkle in her eyes. Big old smile as she offered the very best of what she owned. The very best of what she owned to a bunch of strangers. She didn't know us. She'd never see us again, likely. But, but she opened her doors. She gave us her seat. And she sacrificed what she could have saved to welcome us into her home. She showed us such unfamiliar yet extravagant hospitality. And in the process, she revealed not only who she was, but also what she loved. It wasn't just about what she did. It was about who she was and what she loved. And this is the power of hospitality and why God commands it. Why God commands it to be a part of his people. Because when we open doors, we show all who enter, not only who we are, but what we love. We show them what we love, not, not who we want to be or what we want to love. No, we can't. hospitality doesn't exist in theory. It's not something that's abstract out there, good or bad. The way we welcome is an accurate reflection of our actual heart for people. We can talk all day about being a friendly place, but if our actions don't back it up, we aren't. And this is again why it's so vital that we as a church have a clear understanding, a clear framework for how we will practice hospitality. Because I don't know about you, but I've been to some pretty unwelcoming places. I've been to some places where I felt out of the loop, where I did not feel welcomed, where any question I asked felt like an imposition. Like, for example, um, 
If you didn't know, I have two small kids, and so that guarantees that I am obsessed with coffee almost all the time. And so uh, when we moved here, we heard about this coffee shop um, that's one of the best in LA, which makes it one of the best in the entire United States. And so one day we had this date, and we were out, and, um, and we made it all the way there. We, we drove around to find parking, and we finally made it. We showed up, and we were fired up, because I'd heard so many good things about this coffee space. And we show up, we're at the window, and, and we kind of were just kind of waiting there. And, you know, you kind of look around, like, and there's people kind of wandering around in the back, and we're just waiting there. Well, they eventually come up, and they say, hey, um, what, you know, what do you want, kind of a thing. And I said, um, well, this is our first time here, and I, and I love coffee, and I'm so excited to be here. We've heard some amazing things, so, you know, what do you recommend? Tell me about your beans. Tell me about your process. You know, all these things. And, and, and she looked at me with this stare. This stare like, you should already know what you want when you come up here. <laughs> Don't you know where you are right now? Like, you should already know, why are you asking me so many questions? And it was almost like I was standing at a door that only some were welcome to walk through. And I don't know if you've ever experienced like this. And, and, and I, know, I don't want to assume that it's like that all the time or if they're just having a bad day. We all have bad days. But that type of hospitality revealed to me who they were and what they loved. And it wasn't me. <laughs> now, why am I saying this? Because that cannot happen here. I'm going to say it one more time. And I'd better hear an amen from everybody. <laughs> That type of hospitality is not welcome here. Amen. And while we will never be a church for everyone, we must be a church for anyone. We must be a church for anyone to come and see what God is like. We must be a church where the door is always open for the family to gather and for the community to discover faith and freedom again. Why? Because the literal, eternal future of the world depends on it. This isn't about filling seats. This is about the literal, eternal future of the world. And we have an opportunity to show the world what God is like and what's possible. But okay, back to the beginning, what does this look like? Because again, we all have different expectations. We all have different favorites. When you have people over, we all have different cultural norms in our own house. So, so what is it gonna be? Are we gonna host every day with someone walking around with trays of grape soda? Maybe, we'll have to see. Great coffee, hopefully. Chairs, pews, are we in the round? Are we facing the front? Like, what is our plan? What is our expectation? Are the doors open for us to feel comfortable or are the doors open for the world to come and know? What is the plan? Well, let's find out. If you have your Bibles, uh, follow me quickly to Romans. We were here with Katie earlier and we're gonna expand on that just a bit. Romans chapter 12. And while I believe this passage isn't exhaustive um, or it's not a formula for what we must do, it really is a beautiful framework for what to do and also how we'll do it and who will be along the way. So I want to read it in its entirety and then we will dig into, I would say, three keys to open doors. You like that? You like it? Three keys to open. You got it? I told you I'm a dad, all right? This is what I do. Here we go, starting in verse nine. Let this sink in, here we go. 
Don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Hate what is wrong, hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. And it continues with this. Bless those who persecute you. Don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. I'm gonna say that one more time. Do not be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil for more evil. Do things in such a way that everyone, everyone here and everyone out there can see that you are honorable. Do all that you can to live at peace with everyone. Now, amazing scripture. And the context for this passage, Romans 12, was, was Paul, the Apostle Paul, um, the man saved on the way to Damascus, right? That God opened his eyes. He speaks to the church in Rome and he reminds them in the top of chapter 12 that the church, that the church and, and really life itself, it's just not about you. Life is not about you. He says, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to, to give your bodies to God as a living sacrifice. This is not about you. Don't copy the customs of the world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. And this really is the first key to open doors. And this is that, that, that we must remember that church is not about you. But it is you. Church is not about you. It is you. It is you. And this is a pretty significant shift for a number of people that might think that church is a building you visit. Like if you go down the street, people would say, hey, I'm going to church. It's the, it's the building, right? It's where we go. These beautiful windows, amazing spaces. It's a shift to think that church might not just be a building or it's not a, a building with a social club that, that you hit up to feel good about yourself or when you have kids, you take them to make sure they, that they're moral or you know a place that you can go so you make sure you go to heaven and not go to hell. You, know, you gotta go to church. This is the mindset of so many and really a whole lot of believers too. But this mindset only goes to feed a consumeristic fallacy that life is about you that life is about you instead of the humble reality that life is only because of Jesus. Amen. So hear me when I say church is not this building. The church is not a service or program. The church does not exist to make you feel good or make you comfortable. It's because the church isn't about you. The church is you. The church is you. The church is us. We are living stones formed together into God's house where the door is always open. So what does this mean? It means that we exist as a family, not just for our own preferences. That we exist as a family, not for our own favorites, but so that others might come to know what God is like through the way we welcome one another. We gather, when we gather, it's not for our own benefit but rather so we might benefit others. When we gather, it's not about you because it is you. 
And this is a massive correction. A lot of people that show up to the church assume that the party is being hosted for them. When the reality is we're hosting the party for who's not here yet. This isn't about entertaining. This isn't about feeding. But the reality is if you're a Christian, Sunday isn't for you. It's hosted by you. So it's your job to make sure visitors and guests feel at home. It's your job to welcome well, to have a good attitude, to have a good attitude when you show up, to have a good attitude even when things are a little bit different. One of the things I've been so amazed at is over the past couple of weeks, all the little notes we got from, from y'all saying, hey, I really love that the pews are turned a bit more so I can see. We have to have a good attitude, even when things are a different way. We need to smile and say, hey, come on over, even when you're in the middle of a conversation with friends. We need to be willing, like that mother in the Dominican Republic, to sacrifice our seats if someone else can sit down, because church isn't about you, it is you. Now, one quick thing, this, this first key to open doors, this doesn't mean that we have to throw away everything we care about. It doesn't mean we don't decorate the house the way we like, and it doesn't mean that we, we don't want to feel at home, because we do. This is our home. The first key isn't about abandoning our personality. It's about pushing aside our entitlement. We are who we are. And I'm going to be honest with you. We are beautiful as God's house. You are an amazing church, and I love you. I'm so happy to be here with you. I'm so happy to be one of the living stones pieced together into God's house where the door is always open with you. I love that. We just need to remember that the house doesn't exist for us. The house is us. And it's existing for others. And this is the first key to open doors of hospitality, which brings us up to our second. Because once you recognize that the party isn't for you, that hits, doesn't it? Once you recognize that the party isn't for you, it's hosted by you, it's vital that you learn how to love those around you. So this is the second key. We need to learn how to love. Learn how to love. And, you know, all throughout the scriptures, we see a priority given by God to his people for love. We just spent four weeks talking about the love of God and how it must permeate every area of our life. But I wonder how many of you know that the love we send isn't always received as intended. Like, for example, there are times where I try so hard, I try so hard to love you. I try so hard to show you how much I love you and the affection I have for you, but I send, I send you the love that I want to receive instead of the love that you naturally receive. And we have different love languages. Is that what they call it, right? where I naturally show love with quality time and, and she best receives loves with words of encouragement. And so even 10 years in, it's still an adjustment to learn how to love her best. In the same way, if we, wanna, if we wanna open doors for our family to gather and for our community to discover faith and freedom, we need to learn how to love who's here. We need to learn to love who's here. Paul says it like this, don't pretend to love others, really love them. Love each other with genuine affection and take delight in honoring each other. Be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people. Don't think you know it all. Do all you can to live at peace 
with everyone. We must learn to love. We must learn to love in a way that honors those around us. We must learn to love and put our own preferences aside because it's not about us. Our own preferences aside so we might live in harmony with one another. We must lay down our own pride, our own expectations to genuinely enjoy the company of those around us, whether they, they dress like us, whether they think like us, whether they're from the same place as us, whether they went to Sunday school or not, whether they were born here, whether they look different, whether, whether, whether we have common stories or we vote the same, it doesn't matter. The expectation is that for them, that we would really love them that we would love them and really love them, that we'd be happy with those who are happy and weep with those who weep. Doing all we can to live at peace with anyone. And this is, and this is the second key to open doors of hospitality. And before we move on to the third, and, and we're getting close to the end here, thanks for hanging with me. Um, as a quick exercise, as I mentioned, we're kind of a bit more in the round right now. And so I just want you to take a quick look around. Take a look around and see who you see. Who do you see? Who do you know? Who do you see? Who do you know? What do they love? Do you know? Jesus. There we go. Oh, guys. Sunday school answer, Katie. I love it. But what do they, what do they love when they leave this building? Where do they go to work? What do you know about your family? There's a lot of new friends here in this room. What do we know about each other? When is the last time you went out of your way to know someone new? We need to learn how to love one another if we're to be a church where the door is always open. So number one, remember, church isn't about us, it is us. Number two, we need to learn how to love one another and those that God puts around us. And finally, the third key to being a church of hospitality with open doors is that saved people serve people. Saved people, served people. This is fun to say. Can you say this with me real quick? Saved people, serve people. Write it on your heart. Tie it around your neck. Saved people, serve people. God's house must be a house filled with servants because our God is the servant God who sets the house rules. Luke 22 says, and this is Jesus, who is God. He says of himself, he says, even the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Y'all, saved people serve people, and we serve till it hurts. We serve till it hurts. Paul drives us home in Romans when he says, never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope, be patient in trouble, and keep on praying. When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. When I think about a defining characteristic of a church, that has the power to literally show the world what God is like. When I think about what, what goes into a church like that, it's a church that serves. It's a church that goes beyond words and moves into practice. And this key will open doors to an observing world that, 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 that they actually want to walk through. And what's so cool is being a people that serve isn't just about what happens here on a Sunday. It's not about, you know, playing on stage or packing up the chairs or cleaning up in the lobby or whatever, although that's a great way to connect and it's a great way to help. 
Being a people of serve is essentially what naturally flows from your first two keys. It naturally flows in every area of your life from a life of humility, it's not about you, and a life of love, learn to love. From these keys, service flows because it's who you are now. It's what you do and how you think. It's not just a discipline to practice. It's a reflection of what you love. It's who you are from the office to the grocery store to the school, drop-off line that takes too long sometimes, to Bible study, kids' soccer teams, waiting in line at Disney. I get it. It's who you are now. You are a servant. If you are with the Lord, then you have been adopted into this new way where saved people serve people. And that's what biblical hospitality is really all about. It's holding the door for one another, literally and figuratively. It's working hard and serving the Lord with enthusiasm so that the church can grow and the community, the world can know the good news of God's love. I'm going to say this one more time. We as a church, we open doors so the family can grow and the community can know the good news of God's love. So with that in mind, as we wrap up this first week, it's not about you, it is you. Learn to love, save people, serve people. Three keys to hospitality. As we wrap up this first week, I'd like to leave a question. The question is, where does God have you today? Where does God have you today, tomorrow, and the next? Where has God placed you to open doors? to open doors so the church can grow and the community might know the good news of God's love. Think about your calendar for just a second. If you need to, you can take it out. Where are you gonna be tomorrow morning at eight? Where are you gonna be Wednesday at, at, at five? Where does God have you this week to remember that you don't just go to church, but you are the church? Even as you sit in your office at work, you are the church, friends. Even as you drop your kids off at school, you are the church, even as you pick up that mobile order of groceries at Ralph's, which is like the best invention ever. <laughs> Where does God have you to be the church this week? That's first, think about that. And follow up, as you know where God has you, who's there? Who is there in the places that God has you? Who's there for you to love? Who is there for you to serve? Who is there to love Monday through Saturday? How can you serve them? And then when you get here, as you remember that this is your house, who's here to love? Who do you know? Who don't you know? How can you serve them? Save people, serve people. Save people, learn how to love those around them. Because save people know it's not about them. It's about us. God is building a home. He used the apostles and the prophets and now he's using us, fitting us in brick by brick, a home where he feels quite at home. This is how God builds where the door is always open. It's humility, love, and service till sacrifice, service till it hurts, and this is the open door the world will not turn away from. Because friends, when they look in, they finally find what they've always been looking for, if I'm good news. So let us commit, as we close here, let us commit to being a people of humility that willingly lay down our own agendas, our own preferences, our own opinions and pride 
so the world might have a better reflection of the one who saved us. Amen? Let us be a people of love who choose to learn how to best honor and come alongside those God puts in our path for his glory and their good. Amen? Amen. Lastly, let us be a people that serve till it hurts. Just like our Savior and King Jesus who came not to be served, but to lay down his life as a ransom for many. Amen? Amen. The world needs us. The world needs you more than ever to be a people that open doors. God is up to something great. God is up to something far greater than we could possibly imagine. And what a gift it is that he wants to use us to help make an introduction. What a gift it is that he wants to use us to open doors and only we can. And so guys, we gotta be ready. And for the next couple of weeks, we're gonna be talking about what it looks like to prepare, to have a house with a door that's always open, to be a people of humility and love and sacrifice and service. We're gonna be digging into this a little bit more over the next couple of weeks. But as we close today, I just wanna pray for you specifically. I wanna pray courage into your, into your week, into your life, that you would have eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart that beats to open doors for those around you. And so let's pray, and then we are gonna, we're gonna hit the road, but let's pray. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we are so grateful that you love us and that you are building a home. I think for some of us, God, it's we've lived in your house so long that we forget what it's like outside. So God, we ask that you give us eyes to see the people that just need good news. Give us eyes to see all those that just need some love and we can be that for them. God, give us eyes to see the people that you're calling us to serve, the people that you're putting in our way so they might know God through the way that we love them. God, we ask that you would just give us the courage to be your people, to be your house, to hold the door so the world that needs it most might come and understand what it means to be alive. We, we ask that you would just put a fire in our hearts. Put a fire in our hearts and let it make its way down to our feet so we might go and be your people. God, we're so grateful that you love us and you believe in us and you're sending us out for every good work. God, we're so grateful that you filled us with your spirit of power so we might go and make much of our life. God, we're so grateful that you believed in us to save us from ourselves and adopted us into your own family so we might go and hold the door for who's next. God, we're so grateful. And so it's in your name, Jesus, that we've gathered here today. As a family, it's in your name, God, that we leave here today to go and share your good news. And it's your name, the only name that we pray. And we all said, amen, amen. Well, I'm so glad to see you today. Um, it's gonna be a great month, honestly.